start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna it. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. It is episode 75 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. What's going on, everybody? Nick and Tom are both here in studio hanging out. Oh, how's everybody doing? Glad to be in the studio hanging out. Oh, yeah. We love it. And uh, we've been talking turkeys last several weeks and last year, last year, last week, we talked a little bit about fishing, but food plots are going in. It's food plot season, so we're starting to get whitetails on the brain. They're starting to grow some antlers, and you guys know that we're big-time mobile hunters, and we had a request from one of our Patreons. Ben Gordonier. Yes. So... Speaking of Patreon members, yeah, Frank. Speaking of, um, before we get too far, we uh, we have a another spot filled in the old Patreon giveaway, uh, Mr. Jordan Rockwood. So sounds uh, like a great guy. He, I've heard really good things. Heard about he grows Jordan. a mullet, a Even mean, better. a mean mullet. Even better. Um, so he drinks Bush Light. Mm-hmm. I heard he's got Croc spurs too. Sounds like a guy we want as a Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Solid dude. To be. Can't thank you enough, Jordan. Yeah. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, a few more spots get filled. We'll be drawing a name for the $500 mobile stand giveaway. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. actually perfect that we can talk about giving a mobile setup away while this podcast goes on because Ben here requested... Our first Patreon. Yeah, our first Patreon. So it's kind of special to us. Yeah. Uh, ben suggested that he wants us to break down... Um, the difference in like pros and cons between like saddle hunting and hang-ons for mobile use. Tom suggested we throw in some climber talk in there, which I agree because it kind of fits definitely um, fits. that realm. So, I guess I will play saddle advocate yeah. today because uh, I'm the only one with any experience with a saddle. Um, and then I guess at the end I can because I've done both, mm. actually all three. Yeah, um, I can kind of let everybody know where I lie, but I will play a lot of devil's advocate today just mm-hmm. to bring up the points of saddle hunting to consider yeah. against lock-ons. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess I think all of us started with climbers when it, when we definitely, um, talk mobile. So I guess we'll start. Well, it's be, it, I think it's mostly because that was basically your only option for mobile hunting for a long time there i mean you had the other options but i guess we didn't have access to it or really knew and they much. weren't really effective for they the weren't most as part. practical yeah it, it was essentially hauling a, a hang on that would normally be a permanent stand yeah into the woods with you with your ladder or mm-hmm tree pegs or whatever you want yeah to i mean call lone it. wolf's been around for a long time but yeah but they were mostly doing climbers before Oh, their lock-ons is what they started. Well, 
Lock-ons. They weren't very mobile, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, their first lock-ons. Yeah, now they're so packable where that's you, what I'm saying. Okay. It wasn't like to get. It wasn't as convenient. And even like the hanging system on the first original Lone Wolves weren't as nice. Okay, I see yeah. where you're going with this. Yeah, it wasn't like today where you have these five-pound stands. You had basically your permanent lock-on stand that if you felt like carrying it in and out every time, you go for it. It's doable. But yeah. yeah. Not to say you couldn't do it, but it wasn't convenient like it is today. How you have those super packable stands and everybody's striving to have the lightest stand in the industry and it's a lot more practical now to be mobile I with love that the type mobile of market setup. right now me too it's awesome all about it is that what they call it the no mobile that's just market? what i'm calling it just because like mobile hunting even though we've been like i put this in quotations mobile hunting since we started hunting you know at 10 11 years old mm-hmm. i mean i i think my first tree stand was a climber that was yeah. my, my uncle john um, or it's actually my dad's uncle Johnny's about my grandpa's age, uh, gave me an old, I honestly don't even know the brand of climber. Um, it was one of those big, heavy, loud pieces of shit. It was, yeah, it was very <laughs> bulky and it had like one inch webbing straps for the backpack straps. And I rocked that thing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally wore out the metal grates on the stand. Like they were literally like ocean waves. Nice. Um, but anyway, so I guess we'll start with what we liked about climbers and um maybe then we can work into why we have all since moved out of Mm -hmm. climbers so tom i'll let you go you i mean you i guess you were the last one to convert out of your uh climber for bow hunting so yeah for for bow bow hunting hunting. so if you want to kind of break down what you loved about climbers so much that made you hold on for so long the one thing that I really love about climbers, especially I use, I always use the Summit Titan, and that the the comfort that you have in a Summit is unlike any other. And I know that now you can focus. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all you guys know this too, but the more time you spend in the woods the greater chance you have at getting a deer. Yeah. And if you're in this uncomfortable-ass tree stand, come 8.30, you're going to be like, yeah, this this is no fun anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I've had enough. But in the summit, archery season, I'd, I'd sit till 11 o'clock, climb down, you know, and I'm back in the woods at 2 o'clock, just take a quick lunch break. And in the rut, it's no problem to sit all day long. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed the past three or four years, some of the greatest action I have is between nine o'clock and noon, Mm -hmm. um, where I usually, or used to only hunt till like eight o'clock or nine o'clock. And then not seeing anything. My ass was numb from sitting on a uncomfortable seat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. But those that the climber, it's just, it cradles. Yeah. You could sit there all day, take a nap in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can also attest to like the comfortability of a climber. Um, I don't think there is uh, another like elevated tree stand that's as comfortable as a climber when it co- like they're just so damn comfortable. I honestly like I I have a summit and I have never used like they have the big uh, what do you call, like those hammock style? Yeah, almost. it's like a hammock seat. It the floating sits, seat. Yeah. Flo- yeah, I have never used it. I sit on. You're missing out. I sit on the shooting rail if I sit. Like I usually like have it up a little higher, so I'm like not even sitting. I just kind of like lean because I stand, stand almost there, yeah. all the time. I almost never sit down in the stand, and if I do, it's 
leaning. So I do even sit, you know, leaning on the rail was super comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that I like, I loved my climbers. I, I used a couple different types of climbers. I used a summit and an XOP hand climber for a long time. So. Yeah. Those XOP hand climbers, I think they're dog water. I had well, one see, bad experience. No, that you had a sit and climb. It's different. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's totally different. But like again, way. the hand climbers is they're a tiny little seat. But I don't. Oh ca- yeah, I know. What you, yeah, yeah, I, know what I don't about. care about that because I can climb effectively with it, and I don't sit down, so it didn't bother me at all. And I liked those. I switched away from my summit for the most part in archery season because of the packability of it. Even though summits are really comfortable, I didn't like how they're heavy as hell. Yeah, bulky. They're real bulky. When you walk through the woods, they catch on stuff over your head. They're just not. It's like a moose walking through. It's yeah. ridiculous. They're not as packable or comfortable to carry. Or if you have a long walk, you don't want to be carrying 35 pounds on your back the whole way. Yeah. The other thing I really liked about climbers is I don't think you can get up a tree faster. No, you definitely can. Yeah. If you're in a hurry and you know where you want to be, because I usually scout out my climber trees. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too, just because climbers, that's one of the other cons is yeah. safely, it's very difficult to climb anything but telephone pole style trees. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so you, I always we've try all to. disconnected and went, but we can't. Yeah, we've all that. done <laughs> some unsafe stuff with our climbers. And, uh, but yeah, I've, I always try to go in beforehand and find where I want to be with a climber. Or if I have another stand somewhere and I'm seeing something somewhere else, I walk over, I'm like, okay, I can get a climber in this tree to scope this area out. And then it's just, you know, if you're short on time, you can run in there, get up the tree in two minutes. Oh, it's wicked fast. I love that part of it. We actually, um, at the big piece we hunt, um, there's actually a lot of tree stands that are literally just climbers that we leave at the bottom of the tree. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, you climb up. Yeah. Um, Which I think that's stupid. Because then the I, mice just get into them and chew them all to hell. And Yeah, I, I do like it for the comfort of that when it's not chewed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, having that comfort, um, the only thing... But at that point, you might as well have a ladder stand there because you can get wicked comfortable ladder stands. Yeah, that's true. They have a lot of those, like hammock styles not quite yeah. hammock style but the mesh seats i guess yeah, I, just, I don't know you know you're sitting in that you know cushiony seat it's absorbing all of your scent and then you bring it down to the bottom of the tree which is level with a deer's nose and you leave it there in the woods that's maybe never really used to it never really thought about that but or maybe they're like oh shit you better get the hell humans out of here are in this area yeah yeah that's um i guess the last thing Probably the two main things that got me out of um, the climber and went to a lock-on was the um, versatility for, like, getting into trees. And I'm a, I'm a sitter. I like to sit most of the hunt. I feel like that's how I stay the most still. And sitting in a climber, I think, hinders your shots with that bar. I now, totally your, your hand climber is a little different because it, mm-hmm. you don't it's, have it's a bar. Sit, it sits like a lock-on. Yeah. Um, but your summit's... And some of your older, like, gorillas and those other, like, your basically summit-style mm-hmm. climbers, they're not really designed for bow hunting, in my opinion. Some The XOP and the lone wolf hand climbers, now their bar drops down. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, can be used for bow hunting, but I still think it hinders you to some degree because you still have the angled bar that goes around the back of the tree. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things for me that made yeah, me sitting move shots off the climber. get harder. I'll tell and you Tom, what. I was going to say, Tom's got a personal experience that 
why I don't want to use my climber in bow season anymore. So this was last year. Had a nice eight point, probably 115, 120 inch eight. Come working down this hedgerow, crossed the swamp and came like 20 yards behind me. Perfect broadside slam dunk shot. Would have smoked him. So I'm watching this buck come. I'm like, all right, he's going to come up this little knob. He's going to be right there. I go to draw back. And how those summit works is like Nick said, there's those two angled bars that come up and around the mm-hmm. back of the tree. And I went to draw my bow back and my string was hitting on the bar. I could only get like a half draw. So you put your bow over the side of the shooting rail. Yeah. And when you went because to draw back, I was, your string was hitting the angle. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to paint the mental picture here. Yeah. Cause I was spun 180 facing the tree mm-hmm. and I, you know, I used the tree as cover, went to draw back off the side of the tree and couldn't get the full draw on this thing. And so now this buck, of course, just standing there grazing for like five minutes. And he has to come probably like now. third draw. Yeah, just <laughs> sitting there trembling. Full 70 pounds. Yeah, holding 70. Yeah, and for me to clear it now, he's got to walk probably another 10 yards to where I can get off to the side of the tree stand to get my shot. And doesn't he turn his ass toward me and just walk straight away? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. I think, Tom, that after he came in midday uh, before we went, because this was like, I think, closer to the rut, wasn't it? Or like end of October? Yeah, it was end of October. Um, And anyway, we came in real quick um, up to the barn, I think had lunch real quick before we went back out. And I think Tom right then and there was like, I'm done using a climber in bow season. He's like, that's a rifle stand from here on out. Mm -hmm. And it was for that reason right there. Just it's tough. I think if you get surprised, um, it, it can be tough to make a shot out of a climber. And that's why I'm a stander for the most part, because I have been surprised while sitting before. Mm-hmm. And depending on what kind of stand you're in, and in the past before we started getting into like the lone wolves and different mobile setups, when you're sitting in a bulkier stand, whether it be a ladder or a different kind of climber, you can't get up and you can't sit effectively and shoot and to get up, you have a lot of movement to get to where you can shoot. Yeah. See, I, I practice shooting, um, sitting, you know, straight ahead and off to my dominant side. Yeah. I can shoot almost to probably, I would say like seven or eight while sitting down. Mm -hmm. Um, like with that, with minimal movement, but anything past like one, it's very yeah, difficult it's, to it's make on, that your, sh- on the That's what I'm saying. Side. If you're sitting there, like one o'clock, very doable. Two o'clock starts getting really hard. And forget three o'clock. Because then you start pulling the bow away from your face. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I always try and set up my stand because I I like to sit too, and I always like to set my stand up to where my where I think the deer is going to be is at like nine o'clock. That's my mm-hmm. ideal. But you don't have to move hardly at all because I always hold my bow. Yeah. Um. But. That's that's the one thing I think that makes me the most deadly in the woods is my sight. Um, I'll pick a deer out from 200 yards in the woods, and if if I even see or hear something that I think might be a deer, I'm locked standing. In. Yeah, um, and locked in. And it has happened, but very rarely do I have a deer sneak up on me mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh shit, I couldn't even shoot you if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I had that with a stud two years ago yeah i did too 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> this was my. So own. it has happened. It, it's. I was not. Listen to this. I was standing, which I don't typically do. It was one of those days where it was so cold that I was. I stood up. I had my forehead against the tree, using it to block the wind, like mm-hmm. out this way. So you're talking. Sitting down, I, this this would have been a perfect scenario. But yeah, because it was because so, you're a sitter, you set your shots up to be sitting down. Yeah. If it were me in your same situation, since I'm a stander, I set my shots up to be standing. So if yeah. I were leaning against the tree, it would have been an easy shot for me because that's yeah, just but, how I set up. So I'm set up a hundred or eighty, hundred eighty degrees off of what optimal shooting is mm-hmm. for that stand. But I set up to sit. It got too cold. I had to turn around. And I'm sitting there, and I've got... You're standing there. Standing there, sorry. <laughs> and, like, I just, like, turned my forehead on the tree just to touch. And I don't, I don't wear a ball cap when it gets that cold. Mm-hmm. Like, I obviously just have, like, a skull cap. And I just turned my head just a little bit, and a solid... I mean, the buck's easily tw- over 20 inches wide, and nice. he's at, like, 12 yards. And I'm like, you Shit. son of a bitch. My bow's on my right side. I'm looking at him on my left, and I'm like... This is awful. You got to move a mile and a half to <laughs> yeah. get your bow. And-, um, and he actually, he does like turn away from me and start walking away, which I'm like, okay, I can make the move now. I grab my bow. I brought it over to the other side. And by the time I had my bow drawn, he was, I think like 35 yards. Mm-hmm. And that's, it was too far for, I was just panicked and just wasn't, wasn't ethical. Didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with the shot and I you know, waited for him to continue walking and let it down. Um, the buck did make it. We got pictures of him uh, this year when we were checking cameras. Um, he, he's wide. He's not very heavy, but he is stupid wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that was a lot of the reason why I try and sit as most as I can because mm-hmm. that one screwed me. But Yeah, but my scenario was this was just my own stupidity. Um, it was one of those mornings where it's like, 24 degrees and there's a good frost on the ground and it sounds like a herd of elephants when you're walking into the tree stand like just loud as can be yeah the leaves are so crunchy yeah nothing can move a slug can't move without making a crunch yeah and i'm sitting in my climber and it's like what i like to call gray light like first light everything's kind of got a gray haze to it but Mm. it's you know when you got a good chance at seeing deer and i'm sitting there comfy as can be in my climber and i'm like I'm I'm good. If something's coming, I'm going to hear it from like a mile away. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there grinning ear to ear. I'm like, this is great. And next thing I know, I hear crunch, crunch. And I look and there's this giant buck standing like 20 yards away from me. I'm like, shit. That was not quite a mile. No, I don't know how he must. I think he snuck down the creek. Better, because, he could have been bedded, you know, or. I th- Pretty sure if he was bedded 20 yards from me, he would No, I'm saying, like, he could have been bedded 65 yards out or something. and Either way, he got to 20 without you hearing him. Yeah, without me hearing him. There's all sorts of things him. that could have happened. You could have been playing on your phone. No, I don't use my phone. When I, well, I don't <laughs> use my phone when a deer hunt, but mainly because if I pull my phone out in the cold, it dies in, like, two seconds, which mm-hmm. it's actually pretty cool because then I can be like, no, sorry, I can't text. I'm hunting. Yeah. Phone will die. So it works out in my favor. But so, yeah, I'm sitting there, crunch, crunch. It it was a big buck. It was probably 125, 130-inch 10. Ended up getting hit by a car first day of gun season. So that kind of sucked. But 
Yeah, and I'm just sitting there staring at him. He has no idea I'm there, but the Can't tree move. I was in, yeah, I was only like 10 feet off the ground. Uh, it's just where I had to be. And I know he wasn't looking at me, but he was kind of like gazing mm-hmm. in my general direction. And I'm like, if I move, he's going to see sc- me no problem. Yeah. So I just, I watched him and then he got behind the tree and I'm like, all right, now's my chance. And I tried to stand up and he just kept walking straight away from me. I'm like, oh man, that hurts. So yeah, now I stand during gray light. Mm-hmm. I'm um, always ready. So that basically, I guess Tom and I are, have already, those are our stories for moving to lock-ons. Mm-hmm. Yours happened. Well, my lock-on, if I was in a lock-on, it would have had no difference because i mean no, my, I'm my bow your, was hung up on the i'm hook. talking your uh first story, oh yeah, so, yeah yeah this second scenario i was just chilling in the woods bow was on the hook i think my feet might have been like out had the foot rest mm-hmm. up really arms getting <laughs> real comfy <laughs> yeah uh, no but frank's happened in harrisburg was i guess like the turning point for you to finally sell your to get sold on a lock-on yeah i mean what kind of got me it wasn't even just that it was uh I used the Summit for quite a few years, and I really liked it because it was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that it was kind of heavy. And then I switched to my XOP hand climber, and I loved how small Those probably it was. cut your weight in almost half because I think those yeah. climbers are probably like 15 yeah, pounds somewhere or somewhere right there. in there. Yeah, so it was. I loved how light it was, super packable. It didn't catch on shit when I was walking through the woods because yeah. they are so short. It doesn't stick up above your head. So if your head clears it, your climber's clearing it. Yeah, that's nice. So I loved... It wasn't even the huntability of it. It was just the shape of it on my back. That Yeah, because those things pack flat. Too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're I think, like three inches. Well, I mean, when yeah. you get the, yeah, both the bars and everything mm-hmm. together, it's probably three inches. But that's yeah. still very compact. Yeah. So that was what kind of got me thinking towards the... Um, to the lock-ons because they're basically the same shape mm-hmm. and i really i love climbers and i liked how that walked through the woods so it was it wasn't even from a hunting standpoint it was just from a packability and sneaking through the woods standpoint of why i started thinking more towards the lock-on because i loved walking through the woods with that hand climber mm-hmm. but back to what we were saying before you can't get into any tree and you got to scout out your area beforehand or risk getting in the wrong tree. If you get into an area and you're like, oh, this is the spot, but you can't get into that tree with your climber. Yeah, like try getting up a pine tree with a climber. Yeah, it, it limits you a lot. So that was why it pushed me to look at the lock-on more. And then Nick and I were in Harrisburg and we were walking around in the in the archery hall and stopped at the lone wolf custom gear booth and we're looking at the ds.5 because you had a 1.0 at the time yeah and they were just coming out like they had it was still like prototypes at harrisburg that year for the ds.5 and as soon as i picked it up i was like yep they they just sold me like i'm i am buying this as soon as it's available yeah it's under six pounds yeah and i have the mini sticks to go with it which i think are I think they're a pound, uh, pound and, and a half. half. So yeah. you got six pounds. You're, I mean, you're sub 12 pounds. With everything. Yeah. So. And it, it's very compact. I'll give them that. Yeah. It Again, um, it doesn't stick up above your head. It's not super wide. Like the seat sticks <clears throat> off your back 
maybe eight inches. If, if you that, want it to, you yeah, could, you let can it, fold you could it lay it flat if you want. Yeah, and um, I do lay mine flat because I don't. Yeah, I don't pack anything on it. So yeah, I I had the point five. I bought one also because I liked it. It ended up being too small for me, mm-hmm. uh, and I ended up selling it. Um, one thing that's nice about the lone wolf stuff is you can pretty much sell it for retail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because people, <clears throat> want, people it. want it and they can't keep up with production. So yeah, that was one plus with it. But it was just, I think what the what screwed me on it was the eighteen inch seat height. Um, mm-hmm. It was just too short for my build mm-hmm. uh, kind of had to get a running start yeah, to stand that's, up that's exactly it when i because I, I i hunted i probably did i did quite a few sits with it last year mm-hmm. and i liked the size of it like the platform size was fine the uh, packability i loved how almost felt non-existent on yeah your back. it's um it's nice but sitting because i'm a sitter if i had to stand it was too much movement for me because my knees were bent past 90 yeah um, but you're a little bit smaller than me and, and I stand and you stand. So I've just flipped the seat up and you pretty much lean against the yeah. seat against the tree. Like it's, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it was like the perfect combo for you. Yeah, it was it. Everything about that stand was money for me. Cause you, even with the seat down, if I am sitting, it's plenty big enough for how I like to hunt. And then I love that you can flip the seat up, and then it's more than big enough to do anything you want. There's oh, yeah. nothing in your way for any shots that you need to take. It's it's just a very small, compact platform up in the tree that you can yeah. do all your shooting. It's I, I do like it, but like I said, ultimately, because I'm a sitter, it was, yeah, it's, that particular stand. It's, it wasn't um, the 1.0 has a 20 inch seat height. In let's let me tell you, two inches makes a huge difference mm-hmm, for sure. So. That was not heard to that me. before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for real, it, like 20 inches does make, or two inches makes a big difference in it. Um, and that's another thing that I think people overlook a lot. They don't like you sat in your stand probably 50 times before season, figuring out how you want to sit in it. Mm-hmm. Just, Oh, I practice a lot more than probably most people mm-hmm. do. Just getting up the tree, figuring out, okay, this is what I have to do to get up or to yeah. move this way. Um, and just to and give you an just idea. Just to pack the stand, too. Yeah. Just to give you an idea um, on how much that couple inches makes a difference. So I picked up a um, out on a limb hush stand uh, they just came out with. And their platform size is the same as the DS.5, but it's got a 21-inch seat height. Perfect. Totally rockable. Yeah. Um, now that one is, I think, like just over eight pounds, um, so which it's still it's bit. it's very lightweight. Yeah. Um, but it's also three hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all, I'm I'm gonna sell it, but um, I just I wanted to try it out, and it's mm-hmm. one of those things like mobile gear can be sold at pretty much retail. All yeah, the, the, the mobile hunting market is insane right now. Everybody's trying to get into it and try different things. So there's always stuff getting bought and sold yeah, on my, eBay. My thought was is it's the same weight mm-hmm. as my uh, DS.1. So I thought... 1.0. 1.0. What did I say? 0. 0.1. Yeah. DS 1.0. Is that... Yeah, DS 1.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're there. Anyways, so I figured, you know, they're the same weight. It's a little bit smaller platform, but if it was comfortable, I'd rock it. Yeah. Um, ultimately, just wasn't – because I figured I could save some money if I sold the DeQuisto series stand and ran mm-hmm. that. 
but it just wasn't quite up to par. I still like the packability of the 1.0. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a little bit more comfortable. The seat on the Hush is smaller than the DS.5. It's very mm-hmm. small. Yeah. Um, it's only, I think, like six inches deep. Mm. Um, but anyway, so that's just a, another mm-hmm. thing. But basically what got us all into the lock-ons was versatility of the trees. And then the new craze for mobile hunting has brought like packability and lightweight mm-hmm. um, to the forefront. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, Tom's, what are you, you're rocking uh, an XOP Vanish or something. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, I traded my mini lone wolf sticks for some full size. Cause Tom, Tom likes the full size sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause his only complaint was the packability of like the XOP sticks. So I traded. Yeah, they stick off quite a bit. Yeah. So I traded my minis for full length lone wolf custom gear sticks. Cause they pack so well. Mm-hmm. And Tom's going to run that this year and. Now Tom's profile is like tiny. Yeah. Shape. It, like you wouldn't think just like packability changes the, how heavy it feels on your back. Like the further yeah. off your back, I mean, it's a leverage thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just packability makes a huge difference for your sticks and there's all sorts of tricks. Um, you play around with your stuff. Long yeah. You enough. definitely have to like when you first buy the stuff, it's not the way like from the factory that stuff lashes together isn't necessarily the best way you can put that stand together on your back. There are ways that you can make it a lot easier so that when you're climbing, you throw that stand and sticks on your back, put a stick on, climb up, and it's super easy to pull sticks off your back and throw it up. So it's not like you have to be up and down the tree. You're going up, not as obviously not as fast as a climber, but pretty, you can go pretty quick. Yeah. Like I can get up in the stand in a couple minutes with, yeah lashing four sticks sticks in the stand um yeah like i I, i'm gonna show tom this year because tom was doing the whole like hang one stick climb Mm -hmm. up hang another stick climb back down um i hang mine right off my belt um just with little um paracord loops Mm -hmm. around the um the versa button Mm -hmm. and that speeds up quite a bit Mm -hmm. yeah i just leave them right on the stand and yeah that's one nice thing about the aquisto stands Mm -hmm. is that they do have like that those little rubber Mm -hmm. um so that's pretty nice yeah thanks tom Mm. so i guess the only it's not even really a con just the only comparison that made me interesting or interested with saddles was as lightweight as some of the dequisto stuff is a saddle gets even more yeah you can't compare to a piece of fabric yeah Exactly. I mean, in your platform, that's depend. I mean, some guys stand on steps if they really want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're like the size of your boot, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're literally like the John Eberhardt. He stands on a ring of screw-in steps. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're talking like yeah. nothing, essentially. Mm-hmm. He like all he doesn't do any. Um, he calls it like freelance hunting. All of his uh, potential locations for the year are set before the season starts. So all he literally is walking in with his saddle and climbs up and hooks mm-hmm. in. Um, so I think after I mostly used my saddle this year. Yeah. You used your saddle um, a ton just because I wanted a fair assessment um, mm. for myself and um, all of us are advocates for mobile hunting. I think it mm-hmm. increases your chances quite a bit, but I wanted to have a fair shake at a saddle so we could talk um, mm-hmm. 
intelligently about it. More intelligenter. Yeah. <laughs> it's got kind of a knowledgey taste. <laughs> um, and after a season with the saddle, I think it's a great tool for the arsenal. Mm-hmm. I think a if you're going into a block of timber or property that you've never hunted before, say you're going out of state on a mobile hunt, mm-hmm. you're trying a piece for the new time that, or the, for the first time that you've never pre-scouted or anything. Mm-hmm. I think a saddle is honestly your best bet. Um, being that it's so small and I've noticed there's certain trees with a full size lock on. If it's got like, if, if it's like a common base tree, there's like three or four trees that kind of branch mm-hmm. off together. It can be tight to get a lock on, in the right position. Sometimes yeah. you might have to, like, if you've got like three or four big trees like together, sometimes like a lock on isn't going to fit in between mm-hmm. those two trees. Now your DS.5 is a little different. It's a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking like you need to have this stand in the, just the right angle on this tree to set up for your best shot sitting down, mm-hmm. I've noticed it can be a hinder in certain stand or certain yeah. locations. So if you're totally unfamiliar with a piece of property, I think a saddle is really, really nice. Yeah, um, just because it doesn't it, hinder you at all. You can put yourself into anything. Yeah, and the biggest concern I hear from people that have never saddle hunted is um, missed shot opportunities with the saddle. And I truly don't believe that there's any difference in if you're using a harness and a lock-on versus a saddle. I don't think it's – there's always going to be a certain shot that becomes difficult Mm-hmm. because of being a tethered to the tree but it's yeah it's not um you, it's easy to overcome mm-hmm. so basically the way you're in like a saddle you can shoot from 12 o'clock to almost five o'clock without crossing that bridge mm-hmm. and, and like without even moving your feet like yeah. you can spin you at your spin waist, your... spinning at your waist you can shoot past six mm-hmm. now with a quick turn of your feet you can shoot all the way over to like three o'clock. Yeah. And then to cross that bridge, you have to cross over your bridge, which is what tethers you from your saddle to the Mm -hmm. tree for like one to two. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you're tethered to your tree with a harness, you have the same issue. You have the same issue just at a different, um, Mm -hmm. and it goes back to what we've talked about before is setting up your stand in a manner that you're, I mean, obviously, you can never say exactly 100%. where a deer is going to come from, but you, can you have usually have a pretty guess. good idea. If and you've you, got a heavy deer trail, yeah, you know, you should always do your best to set up your shots where that you would assume the deer are going to show up. A yeah. little trick I like to do: I'm not typically deer hunting like the open timber. I like to be where it's thick. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, when you're you know in a good deer spot, there is places where you physically just can't shoot in that direction yeah so i try and set my stand up in a position where that tight spot spot. where you can't really get in the right position to shoot is maybe facing an apple tree that's 10 yards away that you can't shoot in that direction and even if you were set up to shoot it you couldn't yeah because it's just too thick yeah that's a good point you can do the same thing with a saddle yeah um the biggest and this is just a, a me thing i think i move more in a saddle yeah. and it's because you're not like sitting at like 90 you're more like leaning like you said you did in your climber mm-hmm. you're more leaning and it's just one rope to your like it's easy around. to sway it's very easy to sway and you don't even know you're doing it mm-hmm. now i can't say that i spooked anything this year 
I didn't see that I spooked anything, but that doesn't mean that something off in the distance mm-hmm. didn't see it. Um, but I was in several close encounters with deer in my saddle and it didn't become a problem, but I noticed more than once when you get bored, you swing. Uh, yeah, a little. I, I was swaying back and forth and I'm like, and I don't do that sitting in a lock on. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a me thing. I think it's easier to move because it's just a pivot point. Yeah. You know, just because of the way you're tethered. Yeah. Um, but it's, I did an all day sit in November in a saddle and it was actually surprisingly very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think because the way the saddle I'm using is that, uh, trophy line covert light and it's a pretty big, um, they, they said it has a lot of cup. Basically it covers a lot of your butt and mm-hmm. like up, on up your, your back. back. Yeah. A little bit. So it's, it actually feels a lot like a climber seat, mm-hmm. um, without the big bars around you essentially mm-hmm. is the best way I can describe it is it's got the comfortability of a climber seat. Um, Minus so, all the bars. Yeah. So for that aspect, it was extremely comfortable. And I honestly felt more comfortable for an all day sit in the saddle than I did my lock on just because being a sitter, a butt gets sore on all day sits. Yeah. Um, and, but I noticed like if, if you're in a lock on and your butt gets sore, you just stand up and you don't move nearly as much as like mm-hmm. if I get bored in a saddle. I just literally would just start to sway back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like, I think the saddle's a good option. I I think that there's certain trees I noticed. Um, I think a lock-on's easier to set up than yeah. your saddle. There's a little bit more involved when it comes to setting up your saddle because, like, the, the angle of the platform makes a huge difference on your comfort. Um, your bridge height or your bridge length on the front of your mm-hmm. saddle makes a huge difference. Um, your tether height Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference like there's just other there's a lot of fiddle factor when it comes to saddles now with enough practice like i do over the summertime um, like i've already been in tree stands this year Mm -hmm. um just messing around different climbing methods and Mm -hmm. what like just i like to screw around and i I like i like it to be crisp come october yeah um but anyway it just there's a lot of fiddle factor when it comes to a saddle Mm mm-hmm what I did like about it is there was a couple of food plots that I had last year that the saddle was really nice to get into. Cause you can actually use the tree as a barrier, which you can do in a lock on too. You just put it on the that's other side. That's usually of the tree. how I set up my shots. So is... that's not really like a, a pro to it. It's mm-hmm. more of a pro to mobile hunting and you can move the stand. Yeah. Cause I, on food plots, I really like to have the tree in between me yeah, and me the food too. plot because it's just, a lot Something easier to, cover to hide. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to cover. And there's a lot of times sitting food plots, you're going to get a lot of action, which means there's going to be a lot of eyes. Mm-hmm. So I like to just, if there's an animal or something that I'm not planning on shooting in the food plot, I just step behind the tree, like in my saddle, just kind of sway out that way. Mm-hmm. And all I like, you're, you're totally invisible to that yeah. deer. And I noticed like you can shoot right off the side of the tree. Mm-hmm. Like I can draw back directly behind the tree and Lean then just out. move over, mm-hmm. which I almost did on a doe this year. And then, we were tracking Tommy's doe. So I like, as I was like getting ready to draw back on this thing, phone like buzzed for a text. And I'm like, what was that? And it like made me stop for a second. Mm-hmm. And then like got a phone call. I'm like, what the heck? And I like looked just real carefully. Like I still had my bow hook or my mm-hmm. b- release hooked to the string. And I just like, cause I just have it in like a side pocket here. Just like lifted the pocket a little bit and saw that it was Tom calling. And I'm like, I know he he's had hunting. to have shot. He had to have shot. And he just, he's like, Hey, I just shot a doe. 
I'm like, well, I don't really feel like dealing with two deer tonight. Mm-hmm. So that she's lucky she got the pass. Now, if it was a buck, would have been a different story. Yeah, um, but it would have been tracking two deer. But figure we'll just deal with the one doe. Mm-hmm. So I guess to conclude for me, I'm going to keep the saddle. I'm going to keep the lock-on. Mm-hmm. The lock-on is going to be my main uh, stand I use probably 85% of the time. If I'm going into an area that I haven't hunted before, I'll probably bring my saddle just because it's, I don't mind, like it's so much lighter, even though like yeah. weight's not a huge factor because we've, I've carried climbers, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find myself willing to like go further yeah. without thinking about it being on my back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I definitely don't plan on getting rid of like my hand climber. I like mm-hmm. having the option I don't ever plan on using my summit again. I I loved it when I was using it, mm-hmm. but I just think there are better options now. Like I don't yeah. mind it in rifle season because I usually don't go as far. I usually sit in simpler spots during rifle season and I want more comfort and I like the shooting rail for rifle. But if we're talking specifically archery season, I like the hand climber just because it's small, packable, I can take it anywhere, but like you were saying, with going somewhere that you don't know exactly where you want to be, I'm the majority of my hunts are going to be out of my lock-on just because I can get into anything. Mm-hmm. Any tree that I want to go up, I know I can get into it. Yeah. Where with the climber, I can move it, any, my hand climber, I mean, I can go anywhere with it, but I can't get into any specific tree without being a little unsafe yeah agreed um like i can get into it but there is a safer option so you should probably take the safer one yeah so i guess it's the best thing i can say is you got to try them out yeah you definitely have to what hunt you want, but in I any don't, situation and i don't think you can go wrong with a lock-on or a saddle i think the biggest factor for your success is going to be practice before the season if you mm-hmm. buy this thing and it comes out of the box september 29th and you go to take it out, you know, two days later, yeah, October 1st, you're going to have a bad time if you haven't played with it yet. Yeah. Um, if the first time you go up into a tree is when you want to hunt, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. Because so it definitely is something that you have to practice with and figure out how you like to get up the tree. Yeah. If you're somebody that weight is your number one thing, you don't care about anything, but it being as light as possible, then a saddle is a hundred percent what you should go with. Um, if you like, it it really just depends on your hunting style. I don't think either the lock on or a saddle is a bad option. Even if you're in a, if you're hunting, like you say, you've got one farm that you hunt and it's loaded with Oak trees, a climber might be just fine for you. Yeah. Like a hand climber, you know, if you know that all the trees you're going to get into are easy climbing, then that there, that's the most comfortable option. Yeah. Um, but I did before we like close things out, I do want to run through just a few different options for products in each of them. Cause there's the price points for everything is so vast and yeah. to an extent you get what you pay for. But I think there's a lot of high quality products. Um, so like in the lock on game or, I mean, I guess we'll start with climbers. Uh, your summits are definitely your most comfortable stands. They're going to be like, under 300 bucks. I think they're like right around 260 to 280, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. 
Yeah, um, and they have so many different ones. Yeah, there's. I get. mean, they have like the the Goliath, which is like a monster mm-hmm. for big dudes. They, yeah. I mean, the Viper, the Titan. There's all different models, but they all mm. they're all sub three hundred. Yeah. Um, and I think we're all in agreement. They're probably the most comfortable stands mm-hmm. on the market. Yeah. Um, yeah. Summit does make a great tree stand. Just because I yeah. said I don't want to use it anymore, it's still yeah. a great stand. Yeah, for certain people's hunting yeah. style, it's perfect. That's all I use in gun season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the I guess right around the same price are the XOP climbers. Um, they're sitting climbs. They're not as comfortable as summits, but they're still pretty comfortable. Yeah. And they're just way more packable. Yeah. Um, like I said, they're right around the same price point. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you've got your lone wolf um, sitting climbs, which they're essentially the same as XOP, but yeah. they're you know three sixty a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't see any difference between XOP and lone wolf unless. If you're somebody that wants to spend the extra money for USA-made products, yeah, then that Lone Wolf's your option because XOPs are made in China. Mm-hmm. So that's just a personal thing for you. Yeah. Um, but as far as I think the quality is there with both of them, oh, I yeah. haven't had any problems with any XOP I think products. The, I guess um, Lone Wolf anodizes their platforms yeah. where XOP paints. I, it's not that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I mean like it, it's whatever you're saving, yeah. probably sixty seventy bucks. Yeah, which can be spent on other. It could be your hunting license for yeah. whatever. Like so, XOP I think is a great option. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to lock-ons, um, we haven't really played much with anything but like cast or mm-hmm. um, like the aluminum. We don't have any like expanded metal mobile stands. No, um, like the muddies or anything. So I can't speak on those. I know I've heard, I've hunted out of muddies, not in a mobile sense but like i've we've got permanent stands that are muddies and mm. the millenniums extremely comfortable stands just a lot heavier yeah but um so your lone wolf uh like portable tree stands and novix they're the same company they're right around i think 350 for a lone wolf and mm. i think like 290 for a novix now the only difference there is novix sells direct to consumer lone wolf um that's how they Novix. It's the same company, but Novix is their way to sell direct to consumer at a lower price. Yeah. Um, XOP for the same stand, just China made. The price drops considerably. I think they're. I th- they might even be. I think they're right around two fifty. So like almost. Mm-hmm. They're quite a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, that's actually what Tom runs, and I think their Easy Hang system um, is one of the big selling points for Tom. If you want to just briefly talk about that. Um, as a plus for the XOP. Basically there is a bracket with a strap on the back of it. You just strap the bracket to the tree and it's got three different notches in the bracket, uh, three different angles. And you just use each one depending on which angle the tree is. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously not every tree grows straight up. Yeah. And basically you just attach that bracket to the uh, tree. What's that style of strap called? Cam buckle. Cam buckle strap. Um, and you just slide on the back of the tree stand, like right behind the seat. There's like a, like a notch. What, uh, basically, yeah, a notch that just slides into the right channel. down into the channel. and it Easy hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, you slide it into the channel. And apparently, this isn't what you're supposed to do. I was just getting right in and hunting. <laughs> um, yeah, you should be throwing another strap. Yeah, on it, but, but what I was doing is, you got which your is harness on, not so. what you want to do is what is it called camming it to the tree yeah so i would do that and then i just hunt but 
what I'm going to start doing is now I'm going to cam it and then put a strap on the on bottom. Stand. Yeah, on the bottom of the stand. Um, little heads up, you definitely don't want to put the strap on before you cam your stand. The bottom strap. Yeah. Yeah, the bottom strap does not go on before you cam it over. It puts too much pressure and can break stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically, when you cam your stand, you're, you kneel on the seat, and then with your toe, it's pretty scary the first time you do it. Um, with stand your, will drop three yeah, inches. With your toe, you pick up the platform, and your stand will kind of slide down, and then you push the platform back down, and it bites into the tree like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right around the same price point as that out on a limb hush stand there, like 350 ish. Um, a little bit smaller. They're welded aluminum. It's not cast. It's not water jet. It's, it, like I said, it's welded aluminum, but it's not like expanded metal. Uh, it's kind of, it's their own unique yeah. spin on it. Um, I like the stand. It's just not as good as what I have. So, yeah. um, then after that, you start getting into your high-end stuff, which is the, like the Lone Wolf Custom Gear, and that's um, really nice stuff. That's at a $500 price point for just the stand. Um, but, I mean, the, the the finish on them is really nice. The packability, packability is insane. The light, they're super lightweight. Um, so, they're, I mean, they're really nice stands, but uh, that's not in everybody's budget. Yeah. Um, above that, there is the Beast stand that's – shipping now um that's it's 625 per stand um and from what i've seen in pictures and stuff it's actually a higher quality than lone wolf um but it's just a different size platform Mm -hmm. and there i mean you can go online and there's a whole bunch of um just social media and people review the shit out of oh yeah check them all out um there's a lot of controversy on who's who came up with the water jet Mm -hmm. stands first um I mean, I can go through. I mean, it's a, that's a whole podcast yeah, in itself. Yeah, whole um, other story. Yeah, but whole other can of worms. Either way, I th- both of them are extremely quality. Dan's um, a good guy. I've talked to him. Uh, Andre seems like a good dude. I've talked to him. So I mean, I support who you want. Like yeah. I said, they're both top of the line stands. I don't think you would be disappointed with no. either of them. Um, both USA made products. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the saddles, you've got. So, I mean, that's the end of lock-ons, really, for mobile hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, saddles, Tethered's kind of the mainstream yeah. company for it. I have not used their platforms. Their saddles are nice, um, but I've not heard anything great about their platforms. Um, Trophy Line is the original saddle hunting company. They were, like, back in the 90s. They went out and then came back with the saddle craze. Um, their platforms are really nice. They're actually made by Novix. They're... So they're like, they've got a lot of experience. I mean, Novix is run by Lone Wolf. So essentially Trophy Lines platforms are made by Lone Wolf, who's been making platforms since the eighties. Mm-hmm. So they're, they know their shit. They're really, yeah, really and that's solid. That's the thing with like mo- the whole mobile hunting industry. It's all kind of together. Like a lot you of You work for the bank. The bank works for me. If so, so facto, facto, I'm your boss. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it. It literally like everyone kind of works off of each other and yeah like you had a lot of companies are tied together through like an individual person or yeah like andre started lone wolf um mm-hmm. dan infault was working with andre with lone wolf who then branched off and did the hunting beast who did the beast stand and cody um, his son started runs, working with S- xop, XOP so. yeah it's 
a lot of the same people that started the mobile hunting community back in the 80s yeah it's the same yeah it just now. branched off from there and it's all of their buddies or kids basically it, putting their own flavor on it yeah exactly so, see that tom yeah. that in flavor stupid <laughs> um so lone wolf custom gear has a platform i do like their platform it's pretty nice but it's for saddle hunting for saddle hunting yeah it's higher end which i'm gonna little pro tip here you can buy their saddle platform for like 279 or or they now sell a diy platform it's the same saddle platform just the platform no beam and it's unfinished so there's no like coating on it or anything for i think 79 dollars so you buy that and then you can call them and i did this just to I wanted to figure this out for the listeners, really. Um, you can order just a beam. Now, I messaged Andre about buying the beam. He sent me over to customer service. It's typically 125 but because I talked to Andre, they gave me or were going to give me a $25 discount. So now I have the beam in the platform for 180 bucks. Same... $279 one just without the finish. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into like that Lone Wolf custom gear, it's a bigger platform. You can piece it together for the same price as any other platforms out there. Mm-hmm. Um, trophy lines are like 190. The Phantom from Predator, or I mean from Tethered is like 190. Now XOP's got their own that they're coming out with this year. And they're, I would imagine, will be closer to the 150 mark. Yeah, I would um, assume so. Just because they're always a little bit cheaper being China. Mm-hmm. So I guess in conclusion, you need to practice with any of them. I think yeah. with time and practice, you could get deadly with any of them. But mm-hmm. definitely, I think we're all in agreement. Like, I think the lock-ons are probably our top Your most, pick. yeah, most used, not necessarily the most versatile or the most comfortable, but they are the best of both. They check off the most boxes, basically. Yes, for sure. Um, so I think, you know, three out of three here is lock-on and whatever climbing yeah. apparatus you decide to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, thank you again for the uh, the pick on that topic. That was – we're all, like I said, we all love the mobile hunting game. and. Yeah, anytime we get a chance to talk about it, we're we're all about yeah, it. Yeah, so that I mean that was a good we've I mean we've always we've briefly talked about our setups and everything, mm-hmm. but it was nice to actually dive way in. Yeah, break it way down, you know, get into the price points and stuff like that. Why we have settled into where we yeah, have. and I, like we have experience with each of them, so it's not like we're just you know well the internet following says the this. hunting craze. Yeah, yeah, um, we've been doing it for years and years and have tried and tested. Yeah, every setup. I mean, we've, uh, we've been hunting like mobile since before some of these companies even came to mm-hmm. the surface so i mean it's we've had our fair share of years of experience in it um, yeah i feel like we i mean we're totally unbiased but I've, I've used so many different brands out mm-hmm. there I, I like that for the podcast purpose um to be able to just accurately speak on products that i've mm-hmm. actually used i've put in trees yeah so hopefully that helps uh, you guys out specifically if you're looking to upgrade or start uh, going mobile this year so or if you're one of our patreons you could win one of these yeah, setups you would and, and you could just tell us like hey this is the setup i want and, and then it's yours for and 17 then, cents a day yeah, yeah that's it wild you i mean literally anything we just talked about 
boom. Um, so yeah, maybe you're going to be the next winner if you sign up, whoever you are. But uh, with that, make sure you guys get your stands, get practicing, and get outside.